Hello everyone, you're listening to the Baladance Live podcast. I'm your host Jana Komarnitska and I'm thrilled to share a new portion of dance inspiration with you. If you are a new listener, welcome to the show. Don't forget to subscribe and receive automatic updates about our new episodes. And if you are our regular listener, welcome back. Please leave your reviews on whichever app you're listening. They really help me promote the show and spread awareness about Baladance art form. Plus, I really like like hearing back from you. On this note, let's get to our today's episode. Cross-training is the key to successful dancing. It may sound shocking, but it's true, especially if you don't see improvement in your skills. And why not cross-train doing what you already love? Sharky, the belly dance workout is what happens when authentic belly dance meets high-energy fitness. Sharky builds endurance for your gigs, stamina for your technique, and strength and flexibility to prevent injuries. From cardio and core to strength and stretch, their membership has everything you need to dance your best. Both live online and recorded options are available. Try them out for only $5 for the first week. They guarantee that you'll love their workouts and supportive community. Join now at sharky.com slash online, S-H-A-R-Q-U-I dot com slash online, direct link in the show notes. Our today's episode is gonna be slightly different from previous solo episodes. In fact, I have decided to share one of the lectures that was part of my Mahraganat intensive inside the Yana Dance Club. So, during this intensive, of course, we focused a lot on learning a choreography, also learning about uh, style, the history of style, common movements and gestures, polishing uh, technique and all that stuff. But also a lot of attention was dedicated to specifically emotional expression, building character on stage, understanding what it means to build a character on stage and overcoming shyness because Mahraganat is a very specific style and it has a very specific mood which can be very uncomfortable for many of people. It can be uncomfortable to act, behave, dance in this manner, portraying uh, and expressing this mood, these emotions. And this means uh, getting out of our comfort zone. So this lecture was actually inspired by participants' videos. Along with the main material, the main classes that they had to work on the choreography, technique, and even emotions, I still was observing and monitoring their progress and seeing what issues occurs, and many of them were related to emotional expression. So this lecture was literally inspired by seeing videos of the participants and trying to do my best to help them to dive more into this topic and to feel more free in their emotional expression. And this is exactly the lecture that I decided to share today on the podcast episode. So you will hear a lot about specific Mahraganata style, uh, but treat it just as an example, because all the things that I would be talking about, they apply completely to, to completely all styles, genres, and moods that you may be dealing in the dance world in general, and specifically in belly dance. For some of you, Mahraganat character and mood can be very comfortable, uh, but going into more like sad and tragic songs, that may be your 
uncomfortable zone that maybe then your shyness of expressing those emotions may show up and for some of you it may be lyrical or romantic songs uh, and for some of you it will be mahraganat so it's exactly as i said it's just an example but it, these principles apply to absolutely any dance performance absolutely any dance style or song that you choose uh, for you to dance and prepare your choreography or your show or improvisation for the next uh, performance and in case you feel inspired to dive deeper into this topic of specific mahraganat but also trying to get yourself out of the comfort zone and to aim for growth especially in terms of emotional expression in dance i of course invite to check the actual intensive full intensive the program is saved it's available inside the yana dance club as a part of subscription you can take it on your own pace and go through it without rush use the choreography for potentially some performances or just for the sake of training you don't need to love mahraganat you don't need to dance perform mahraganat you don't need to start liking or performing mahraganat afterwards but you can benefit a lot by diving into this topic and working on those nuances not just technique but going beyond technique you can benefit really a lot and grow a lot as a dancer in general and those principles of emotional expression building a character you can afterwards translate and transfer to absolutely any style that you're working on whatever is your favorite tarab folklore drum solo does not really matter because it's about skills of acting on stage skills of emotional expression on stage and skills of understanding yourself and understand what blocks you and what blocks your emotional expression and very often it's very connected to this idea of being shy on stage so on this note let's dive in i will include link to the intensive description in the show notes to the episode or you can simply search yanadanceclub.com and go there to research what intensives we have and afterwards don't forget to screenshot this episode and share with your friend and let me know what was your main takeaway and some idea that maybe inspired you or at least made you think a little bit deeper than what you used to think about it before. You know how many guests we had previously on this podcast sharing how much their experience with BDE pushed their dance career. You can have it too. Join one of the BDE experience intensives and get the training and experience of performing in lead and ensemble roles open for Raksharki and fusion styles. Details and training materials for the casting are available at www.joinbde.com. Direct link in the show notes, joinbde.com. A couple final thoughts about uh, uh, character, emotional expression, and specifically, why do we get shy or uncomfortable uh, on stage? with emotional expression so it all lays uh, in basic thought Uh, it's a fear of judgment fear of being judged by other people audience dancers whoever sees you and uh, about this fear i talked a lot in the intensive the power of imagination it talks a lot about performance anxiety but also specifically the reasons of this fear of being judged highly recommend to review it But here I want to add, or I would say highlight, one more 
fear of or concern, which typically results in the idea of fear of being judged. And this concern is, I am not good enough in terms, I don't have enough skills to pull it off. I cannot express. It's not on me. I don't have enough ability, skills to express, express this character. And as a result, because of our insecurities and our lack of confidence, we also afraid that for this, for not being able to express it, we also will be judged. So not only for being that character, for dancing on stage, but also for not being able to fully express, we add additional layer on top of everything. We don't have enough. We need more to be scared. So we add this and then we're afraid that we will be judged and then it blocks only uh, and tenses even more. Now, why someone may think that he or she is not able to relate and express? Let's talk specifically about Mahraganat style. Uh, here are two things from point of view of character and emotions. First of all, Mahraganat is highly often associated with uh, teenagers dance style. It's like young generation dances, uh, not only, but it comes from there. It's this uh, very strong association, like, oh, it's a teenager years. Um, and here it may be difficult to reflect just because you're not a teenager anymore. And uh, some of you are, so it may be a bit easier, but some of you, or most of you, are already beyond teenage years, so serious adults or someone who told uh, who was told that oh, adults, they're serious, they cannot behave like teenagers, uh, they cannot act crazy like that, they need to control their behavior, and like, what do you mean to go and have fun even? So it can be due to like age, like this uh, block of switching back to that young, early, uh, adulthoodness or teenage years, the transition that we allowed ourselves uh, craziness, fun, etc. So that may be due to that, like it's resonance like, oh, but I'm adult person and now you need to forget that you're adult because right now you're working with a character. Again, Mahraganat or like in general dance stars, they don't have age, let's say, it just happened that Mahraganat is associated, but Mahraganat is danced not only by teenagers, it's just association. And some of you have it very strongly, this impression, oh, it's a dance of teenagers and that may block you. So you need to work on that, trying to find uh, those key to turn off your adult inside you and go back to teenager. But uh, for many of you also, it may be not anything to do with teenager age per se, it may be to do with this feeling character of craziness, fun, silliness, uh, and that may be the emotions that were blocked somewhere in you uh, even before teenage years. So again, not necessarily anything to do with age. Uh, it's that moment that maybe uh, you never allowed yourself to express due to your personality. You never felt like acting like that. Or maybe you felt and you did, but then at some point in your life or, or during your childhood, you were told like, oh, don't do that. So you start associating that with something bad or something forbidden. Or And I'm not talking necessarily on conscious level, but we all know more or less how psychology works. You have a lot of unconscious level. So for some of you, it may be this block of like, oh, but I cannot behave like that. I cannot allow myself to express emotions this way. 
And uh, that's the beauty of dance, that everything is so much related and our art is so much related to -to day-to-day life and it's both influencing. The day-to-day life, our psychology, our emotions, they do influence how we dance. It even influences which dance style we choose. So it's something to think about. There is something very common among all of us who chose to do ballet dance. But uh, on the other level, like which dance songs you're choosing like it indicates by your personality by your day-to-day life uh, but also dance itself influence our personality emotions and day-to-day life you heard a lot about like therapeutic effect of dancing or dance therapy or how belly dance really helps to heal process emotions traumas all these things and yes that's one of the beauty of this healing aspect of dance which we don't even realize we do it unconsciously but another aspect which is also uh, helpful it may look less important or less resultful but it's actually the beginning of journey that dance sometimes indicates some blocks in us this is something for you just to think it's nothing to do like with dance in general although this topic is very much related to dance emotions and dance expressions if you're working with some character whichever it is and you feel it's really really difficult for you to find a way to relate to that character it means that there are some blocks something going on and then it's up to you like what to do, where to take or not to take. You can just forget and keep living like without it. But it's one of the beauties of this, as I said, therapeutic aspect of dance. It can help to process or it can help to highlight something. And both of them are valid and important. Now, um, I'm going to share with you a story, my personal story from the very beginning of my dance uh, journey. And the story will highlight uh, both situations, when I succeeded and I nailed the character and when I really failed. So in the beginning, uh, it was like, I think it was already three or four years how I was, since I started ballet dancing. But at some point I switched the studio and I went to much serious, uh, studio with much serious approach to ballet dance. It had a professional group, not only student group, but professional group. And I got in the group pretty quickly, but it was a group performances. And uh, I never for a long time was allowed to do any solo things or I never was in the first row. Um, never highlighted. I was just part of the group. I always remembered choreography, so that was my pro- my leading role. Like, okay, if someone forgot, Yana will remember that I was always good. But I was never really highlighted as a performer within that group. And the main reason was because I was very shy. I was extremely shy. Like, the age I'm talking about right now, at that point, was, uh, I think, 17, 18, um, slowly as the story goes transition into 19 but like 16 17 or 18 i think 17 or something like that uh so i was very shy i was very calm not talking much very difficult on emotional expression obviously it's a story of many belly dancers um trying to play around or something beyond smart. It was difficult. So that's why I never was highlighted or in the first rows or solo. I was not, never given to perform or in a duet because the technique was nice. It was good. I remembered everything. But as a performer, there were some weaknesses. So along with trying to struggle, like I remember the first year was nothing really important happening for me in terms of like I was just part of the group and trying really my best to go to the next level but along this process I uh, was uh, 
taking regular classes from the teachers. So not only attending our group rehearsals, but also taking to with everyone else, like not from the group, regular students, I was also going in and uh, taking classes. And she was teaching a choreography, which I was learning. And then every, I believe, half a year, uh, we did a big... Uh, gala show of the studio so it was together professional group and student group and just students student classes like groups and this song the teacher was debating to do the group or maybe choose one person to perform from student to, from the class and then it happened to be i was in that class learning that choreography and she really was impressed how i was performing it and she's like okay yana do this choreography and I was extremely happy because it was first solo that she allowed, it was acknowledgement for me that she allowed me to go on the stage. It was a big deal, like big theater, big stage, thousand people in the audience, usually sold out with all friends, relatives and other promotions in a big important concert hall uh, in Ukraine. So it was a big deal for me and I was like, oh great. It was not my choreography, so I was exactly in the situation that you are right now. I was learning her choreography following the character that she was developing, although it was mostly traditionally how in schools we just learn choreography and they say, oh, smile and be happy, let's say. Um, but some movements, they just indicate right away and set up the mood. So I was more following that. And I remember when we started rehearsing, so other people were sitting and watching me already performing as I was chosen like to be performing that solo. And not only dancers or then students, but also like musicians were coming with whom we were uh, collaborating. And then at the theater already rehearsals, they were just sitting waiting for their order. But these people knew me from previous concert when I was just like part of the group. And I remember everyone like, oh my God, I can't believe like what happened to you? Like, I can't believe you can express like this character, like you can portray these emotions, you can be so playful, etc. And I couldn't first understand like what they're talking about. Because for me, I was not doing anything unusual, like nothing at all. I was just learning choreography. I really loved choreography. I just following the emotions and little this manner mood that was set up already in the choreography. I was not even changing it. I was literally following what teacher said. And to me, I was not doing anything special. Like why why are they all surprised? Uh, like about what? I'll tell you later why it happened. So uh, basically, uh, as the Performance went through the same a lot of compliments on the concert and I was acknowledged like, okay, Jana can do emotions, she can be a soloist, okay, great. So the next concert, I think it was half a year every time and we we were switching repertoire partially, so it was not completely new program, it was this approach that part of the repertoire stays. And then I was told like, okay, do again the same performance, the same solo, it was very nice, audience liked it, do it again. But now I was already like, okay, Jana is um, able, capable of doing it. So I was finally allowed to create my own choreography, addition to the solo. And I decided to go completely, completely obvious, partially from my, my naivety, partially from what I felt inside and partially from the uh, perspective that I was, I had so many compliments about that very playful, flirtatious, girly uh, character, which was in the choreography that I performed before, that I wanted to go something completely different. And I decided, along with this playful, uh, sort of shabby pop song that was a character, 
I'm gonna create something dark, but uh, something about seduction and uh, uh, like this dark goddess temptress, something like that, something completely different. And I really worked on this choreography for a while. I even was taking other classes beyond belly dance. Uh, we used to have something called strip plastic. I'm not sure if it makes sense in English, but it's something was, it was not a pole dancing. It was not high heel dancing, but it was in that vein like similar to that. So I was like, okay, I'll get like this sexy movement vocabulary and I put together this character. And right away, it was not about classical Egyptian dance. It was a fusion, complete fusion. I was just pulling all my vocabulary to create this character, this image. And uh, so I put it together. I showed, I was allowed to perform it, but then uh, of course I was very stressful and worried. And I was like, Okay, it's not really me. And remember, it was the time I was just saying, I was super shy, super like clo closed. Everyone was impressed that I was able to express emotions so playfully and flirtatiously in the first dance. Uh, and then suddenly I go transition into a character which is really, really far from the emotions that I'm used to express on public. Plus, it's a whole huge concert uh, hall of thousand people. There are my parents there, there are parents of my friends there, a bunch of other people. And of course, I got stressed and I got, of course, I got uh, not confident that, oh, would it work, would it not? But my mistake back then, back then was that I thought like, okay, I'll just put a choreography with all these sexy movements, with all this uh, uh, sequence, put a nice costume and it will work out like with stage is light with mood workout that's you know what happened at the end so i performed within one concert two solo dances and all the feedback all the um, compliments all the uh, comments about my performances they were about first performance about the same performance that i was repeating about playful uh, girly, cute girl, and pretty much nothing about my second new work. And uh, this is like, okay, someone may say, oh, it's because it was about like, uh, for people too uncomfortable to talk uh, about this more uh, sexy uh, character, but it's not really true. Because even watching videos afterwards, I realized like it didn't work out. I don't believe, I don't like it. It's not like it's bad or choreography-wise bad or performance-wise bad. It just doesn't work. It does not work. And then looking backwards on those performances and that scenario and why I'm telling you this, there was two situations within the same evening, literally, the same time period that I was working on two characters. But one character, I really lived in it. Uh, yes, it naturally, for me, it happened naturally that that character fit it fitted in the know, empty box or whatever shelf of my heart, soul, whatever you can call. It really fit there. And I was telling you, I was first, I was really surprised by people's reaction. Like, why they react like this as if I'm doing something special or unusual. It felt very natural. But because it felt so natural, people really believed. So it worked out. With the second character that I was trying and I stopped worrying how I, I will look in this character, how I will perceive in this character. So it was not about dance, not about character. It was about me in this character. Plus, it was unusual for me. 
it didn't work. And I will put, I think I have both videos online, I'll put the links for you. You can see, again, it was many, many years ago. And remember, one was uh, shabby pop style, another was complete fusion. So for you to keep that in mind. But you'll see, and I think you will, re you will uh, realize that the second performance, uh, it didn't evoke any emotions, like, really much. It didn't really speak, it didn't work out. It really pieces didn't work out. The thing is all that. You can say, okay, but the first one is just was natural, it's you. Yes and no, because in fact, we have all these emotions, all the spectrum of what I mentioned, plus, I don't know, like uh, anger, sadness, uh, silliness, craziness, flirtiness, whatever it is, emotion, we have it inside. We all have, all humans, we are born with all spectrum of emotions, but certain emotions, they get small or blocked throughout our life, regular life. It's that connection between life and dance that I was talking. It doesn't go separately. So our task is to dive into that place, however small, whatever small it is inside us, to dig into that emotion and bring it out on stage. Here is another reason why I am telling you the story on my example to show you. I want to bring your attention to the fact that all people's comments were not about me as a person. They were about two things, about character, oh my god, it was so cool, it was so playful, so flirtatious, and about my ability to portray that character. Oh my god, we couldn't believe that you, you are capable of doing this, blah, blah, blah. But it was about these two things, not about me personally. Uh, if you're talking about general audience, like people who are into art and understand that art is like it's showing up yourself, opening and getting to the vulnerable space, but most of the audience, majority of the audience, what they see on stage, if it's successful, they see a character. And this character you can use as your armor. So for those of you who are really afraid for being judged for being that Mahraganat person, and perceived by someone, remember what they will see on stage, they will perceive as a character. But if you don't find the way to believe yourself that in these three minutes, just three minutes, you are that character, that it feels so natural for you to move this way, to act this way, to express your emotions this way, if you don't find that confidence, then together with character on stage, you will bring yourself in the shape of lack of confidence and that's what people will see they will see lack of confidence and that means they will see you trying to portray that character and that's when they may reflect on you so it's all like the circle or interconnectedness together in order for you to feel more secured and less stressed use this character as your armor it's your protection it's not you on stage, it's a character, you are working on character. But you should also know that behind this character, it's you. And in order to create this character and in order to make it alive, not just imitate the character, but make it alive, you need to find that little part of you who is that character. It's not you in general, all of you, but there is a little part, it can be diving into some event 
It can be diving into emotion, success, um, sensation, uh, memory, fantasy, or maybe the, the situation that you were blocked like to, from being that way or behaving, if some of you have, and going beyond, like, no, I will do it right now, allowing yourself, opening up yourself. So once you bring that confidence, that's when the character becomes alive. And that's when all people see on stage, it's character. And that's when character becomes your armor. So for you working on your confidence and dance, it's you working on your armor and your protection. And I also want to close up with this uh, idea. Every choreography, at least in my approach, I know different teachers will have different approach, but my, uh, my approach to when you are working with someone else choreography and it's not a new idea i was talking in previous choreography intensives about it you always go through two stages uh if you're if you're preparing for performance if not then you may just go through the first one so the first stage is you're trying to learn choreography as close to original as possible with all details with all arms head emotion face expression steps like everything as close to original as possible because that's your all the learning benefits come through like uh, expanding your movement vocabulary changing your regular movement patterns diving into the musicality approach trying to think how the choreographer another dancer hears the music why she put this movement or that it's really really invest investing in trying to learn it as close to original as possible to get all the learning benefits but then comes second stage if you're preparing for performance when you come in on stage you need to bring the best of you the strongest parts of you training we work on weakest but for performance we choose the strongest ones and that's when the stage of owning the choreography comes to and in my approach many teachers do the same but not everyone but i will be talking about mine owning the choreography means making sure it feels as if you did it makes sure that you're comfortable in every second of this routine and that you believe, first of all, you believe yourself doing this choreography, character, mood, whatever it is. That means if you have a deadline, because you can practice for as long as until you get to that point, and it may take a long time. But if you have a deadline, sometimes that means to analyzing which movements they don't work. Like, I don't feel they don't work comfortable. I, I feel silly. They look silly on me. How can I, I adapt this movement to make it be mine? Not in terms of ownership or authorship. Like, you're not changing. Like, the choreography is still the choreography of this routine. You're not becoming the author of choreography. But how can you adapt this movement that it feels comfortable and you enjoy doing this movement? It may be as little as slightly switching arms or switching the quantity of mood, or slightly adapting, like, I don't know, adding or taking out hips, or maybe changing one movement completely to something else, but continue uh, keeping the sequence in general. So adapting it to the way you feel. The same happens with emotions. How can I make this emotion? Okay, I have this, like, five seconds of choreography, and the emotion uh, has this goal, which uh, manifests into the facial expression, as well as movements, gestures or dance movements. I have this goal, I understand the goal, what I need to express. The way it is in the choreography is really making me like getting out. 
how can I adapt it so I start enjoying and believing myself that I really express that I'm not imitating the choreography, that I'm dancing choreography. I, I am the choreography now. And that's when the little tweaks starts happening. And that's when individual touch on each choreography starts happening. So as you're coming to the end of this intensive, first of all, congratulate yourself, because I know Mahraganat is a style that can make many of you uncomfortable. So you went through this journey, you showed up, and it's a lot of learning um, process and learning benefits happening, even if you are not fully satisfied right now with results. But the fact that you went through and worked on it already synced in your body, in your uh, dance skills, and they, they will manifest later in your dance journey. But uh, even if you're not fully happy with the results, try to make right now the final change that you, as much as possible, finding the way into this character and, first of all, from perspective of enjoying and feeling it's you, although you're working on the character. It's a very nuanced difference and I really wanted to share this message at the end because you will, in your dance journey, you'll work on different characters and some will fit perfectly, like in the example I gave, like it's you, and some you will feel like struggling. But whenever we are, especially for training purpose, going to the spots that are uncomfortable, that's when the growth happening. That's when we stretch and that's when we will understand better the whole spectrum of emotions, the whole idea of working on a character, which you can bring afterwards in air any character that you're working. And that's when we grow and improve um, and evolve as dancers in general, because being just in the comfortable spot, like, oh, I feel like this dancing, okay, it's good, but there is no growth. Growth happens when you go beyond it. So congratulations on that. I wish you good luck with final adjustments, and if you ever perform this choreography anywhere on stage, I would be very happy to see videos of your performances. This episode was brought to you by the Yana Dance Club, bringing more consistency and more fun into your dance training online. Check it out at yanadanceclub.com, direct link in the show notes. And before you leave, don't forget to screenshot this episode and share it with your friends, as well as leave a review on iTunes or any other app you're using to listen to the show. The more people know about this podcast, the easier it is for me to bring even more awesome guests. Until next time, keep shimming and keep dancing.